Welcome to Dr. Cindy Speaks. Regular musings and reflections on politics, current events. Dr. Cindy Banyer is a mom and small business owner fighting for our water, our health, our community. She's running for the people of Southwest Florida, trying to flip Florida 19 from red to blue. Listen as she speaks truth to power. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Cindy Banyer with Dr. Cindy Speaks and the Daily Diatribe for December 8th, 2022. So we have a lot of things going on in Florida and across the U.S. Locally here, we just saw finally a boil water notice that came into effect on Fort Myers get rescinded today. This is a a Thursday, and this happened over the weekend. But notably, our children went to school for Lee County Schools with the boiled water notice still in place. That means that they needed to have hand sanitizer and washing stations there. Not a lot of communication went out to the parents once again about this, and it really caused some issues at the schools with children not having proper access to water. And this is what happens when we stop caring and stop investing in our infrastructure. Our water is affected and our children are affected. But speaking of our children, I wanna talk a little bit about what happened at North Fort Myers yesterday. So there has been a scourge of false threats against our schools here in Southwest Florida. Some have been linked to these swatting scams across the country where a seemingly also from a foreign number calls into the police department, says that there's a bomb threat or a gun threat at the school, and then the schools go into lockdown. Now, the purpose of this is difficult to understand whether or not these folks just want to have some control and see Americans panic. But what has happened here is that the schools do their lockdown procedures. And this is part of, of a continuation of incredibly traumatic safety protocols that have been put into our schools in response to some of the hype around school shootings. Now, although I am somebody who is very much in favor of keeping our kids safe, and I'm very much in favor of making sure that we're keeping guns out of the hands of people who can cause them harm, the truth of the matter is that school shootings, although they have been a lot of them recently that have gotten coverage, overall, in terms of the violence that our children face, it's not even one of the top constraints or one of the top places of violence. So our overreaction in the schools exacerbates the situation and makes us feel more fearful overall. And this includes the shooter drills and just the way that the schools handle the lockdown. So what happened yesterday at North or Myers High School is that one of these lockdowns went into place because there was another one of these false threats. The children were at lunch during this time, or many of the children were at their lunchtime. And so the protocol was to take the children and put them into the kitchen and whatever, lock them in the kitchen to try and keep them safe. This kind of caused a mass panic. There are videos, of course, of the children um, in being shuffled into the kitchen. Apparently there was a broken ankle and torn clothes and just mass panic because these kids thought that they were going to die. And children were sending and receiving goodbye texts thinking that they were going to lose their lives. So it is a terrible thing that happened. We're hopefully going to be getting some additional information from some youth that were involved in it. And so keep an eye on the big mouth 
media website because we're going to bring that to you as soon as we can. But this is really a big problem. The safety factors have been grossly exaggerated. And to think that we have school board members that want to arm teachers is going to make it an even more volatile situation in the schools. So it's time for us to step up and really start thinking about how it is that we can create a safe atmosphere, a truly safe atmosphere in our schools that doesn't make our children feel like they are in a police state and it doesn't make our children constantly fearful and traumatized because of false threats. So additionally, let's talk about a few other things that happened today. Brittany Griner, the WNBA star that was playing basketball in Russia, who was arrested in Russia and held because she had some cannabis on her and it, the legality of that is different over there. She was being held in Russia and today she was freed because of a prisoner swap. Now, interestingly, we swapped her for somebody who seems like a pretty bad dude, an arms dealer, dealing, dealing arms to Al-Qaeda and the Taliban and things like that. But I am glad to see that we were able to use diplomacy to free her and that she was not somebody who was forgotten overseas and used as a political refugee or political prisoner for the inter international politics and fight with the new Cold War with Russia. So welcome home, Brittany. Hope you have happy holidays with your family. Let's see what is else going on. Today, we saw the passing through the U.S. House, the Respect for Marriage Act. This is a bipartisan bill that had just previously passed the Senate and codifies the same-sex marriage and interracial marriage as well. This was a really important thing to undertake because with the Dobbs decision that rolled back the rights of women and abortion care by overturning Roe v. Wade, the next target potentially was the Obergefell case that established the legality of same-sex marriages. And that actually it was specifically called out by Justice Clarence Thomas. So happy that the Congress did their job and helped to promote the legal status of people who were otherwise happy, healthy American people living their life and that love wins today. So happy to see that. We have a lot of labor things going on here across the country. Labor strikes are in full force and it's really a good thing, honestly, I believe, because we need more people to value workers and to understand just the unbridled greed that we've had at the top. The unbridled greed, of course, is leading inflation as we see record profits for industries like the oil industry, as we were also seeing some record prices in different areas as well. So the inflation is just being driven by that greed and workers are not the ones who are getting the windfall from those profits and they're starting to feel the burn as well. We know that there was a rail strike that was threatening the supply chain throughout the United States, that there was a broker deal that the U.S administration and Congress did, and it was approved by most of the real unions, but not some, but there was a temporary agreement to get those workers to continue working, and hopefully that they will ultimately get those sick paid leaves, which was the sticking point for the rail unions through, and hoping that those workers uh, still continue to fight for their rights. But other workers are starting to take notice as well. So we saw the New York Times employees, the journalists and other employees at the New York Times striking today. So good good to see that they are 
trying to collectivize their rights and making sure that their work is respected. And next, there is some rumblings in the airline industry. Employees over there are also coming together to fight for their rights. As we know, since the 70s, the wages of workers have been depressed and continue to go down. And the profit and the CEO pay has skyrocketed. And this is all under the guise of what Reagan had termed as trickle-down economics. And it really just doesn't work. And it has never worked for people. And now is the time for the rise again of collective action. So kudos to those folks in the unions and continuing to fight for workers' rights. Also, we have going on here in Florida, our local roach, which, you know, you can tell, by the way, that we do not have a counter commentary to the Republicans here with the fact that we have a state legislator named Spencer Roach. And that is really, truly his name. And there is simply not enough people talking shit about him because seriously, his name is Roach and he's a politician and lives in Florida. So like this should be just an all day 24-hour meme-generating thing, and it's not. And so that's exactly how you can tell that the Republicans are in control of everything. So anyway, our local Roach in the Florida legislature, he is on a mission to do the bidding of the Republican Party and Ron DeSantis. So he is looking at bringing forth legislation to make school bards partisan races, because that is exactly what all Americans need, especially here in Florida. We need more partisan politics. That's exactly what everybody's calling for. Every person I talk to, I know, is, hey, we want to hear more people fighting about whether or not they're Republicans or Democrats. That's how on the pulse this Roach has his feel. As you know, this is complete bullshit, and it's just a way that they can politicize something that should otherwise be a public good, like our public education, and they can get their far-right extremists in there. And frankly, it's because there are people who are Democrats and good people and hard workers that keep getting elected to these school boards because they are partisan races and they do the hard work of connecting with people and letting them know that they are there to work for their kids. And one of them here in Lee County is Debbie Jordan. She is just an amazing person, always out in the community, always working with people, talking to people. And yeah, she does happen to be a Democrat. And yeah, she beat the pants off the guy that was running against her. And that's because she did the work and she just didn't get a pile of money from Ron DeSantis and talk about a bunch of nonsense. And I guess the Republicans would rather have a bunch of nonsense. So that's what Roach is up there doing, doing other Roach-like activities as well. So that brings us to the end of the daily diatribe. Hope that you enjoyed this little diatribe here. And really, you guys get some memes. Give me some memes, some roach memes, because that's just absolutely called for and has been for a long time. So we just need more and more of them. And in fact, my friend Dana Fournier, who ran against Spencer Roach a couple of years ago in the state house, she actually had some ad campaigns where she had a can of raid and she was spraying the roach. So stuff like that, let's get that going because I'm really tired of these folks in the Republican caucus here in Lee County and all across Southwest Florida who just are so unaccustomed to being held accountable that they're offended by it. So I even had this with Byron Donald's staffer, Jesse Purden, who's a Bonita Springs city councilman, was basically in tears because I had dared to mention the fact that he was at a Republican drinking party the night that he killed a woman on I-75. Those two things are facts, by the way. And he was offended that I was holding him accountable for that. That is just how 
unaccustomed these folks are to being held accountable for anything in Florida. And that is exactly what I'm here to do with Daily Diatribe and exactly what Big Mouth Media is here. So thank you, Big Mouth Media, for giving us a platform. And we'll see you here tomorrow on the Daily, Tri- Daily Diatribe on Dr. City Speaks. Thanks. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dr. Cindy Speaks. If you'd like to learn more about her, go to cindybanyay.com or connect with her directly at vote at cindybanyay.com. We love connecting with people.